Hello, episode 52, we are back. Just a brief intro for the next few episodes as I am away and in Pantoland, deep in Pantoland. Um, just a few things to give you this week. Um, welcome to new listeners again, spreading all the way around the world. Hello, in New Zealand. Um, thank you for uh, joining me again. Please keep subscribing. Please keep rating me uh, on iTunes. It will really help. So go there if you haven't and give me a good rating. I would appreciate it. Anyway, onwards. Um, this week uh, I will be releasing a few different um, podcasts from Portsmouth, live from Portsmouth, from Pantoland. I'm going to be talking to various members of the cast of Cinderella at Groundlings Theatre, uh, people I'm working with, uh, some of whom are LGBTQ uh, and the rest are friendly to the cause. So uh, we'll be chatting to those people over the next few days and I'll be putting these podcasts out as and when I can with the assistance of my ever patient husband. So anyway, um, this is episode 52 and it's with Lyle from uh, Cinderella who is also, well he's not also, he is playing Buttons and he, we had a, a really lovely, honest, frank and funny chat uh, in the dressing room the other day, and um, I'm popping this out so you can all uh, get to know him too and say hello. Um, my brief recommendation for this week is on Netflix. I've managed to have uh, a couple of hours on Netflix and caught up with Russell Brand's Rebirthed, and I can only say it just was really funny, extremely funny, really uplifting. I wasn't always the biggest fan, and over the last few years, for various reasons, and maybe his, 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 yeah, his comedy's changed to some degree, but, um, it, it just, it just, it's ticking boxes for me anyway now, as far as humour is concerned, and I can only recommend it. It's a really good and intelligent and funny way to spend, uh, an hour and a half, I think it is. Um, dive in and do that. That's kept me buoyant. Um, I've had some, well, oh my goodness, we've had some dramas down in Portsmouth, mainly to do with accommodation. There was one evening before a day's rehearsal where I had 45 minutes sleep because the bastards next door kept me and the other people in the house awake all night. So I went to work on 45 minutes sleep, an experience I don't want to have ever, ever again. Um, and there were bugs, and uh, I got bitten on my arm, and then a nasty rash happened, and, and my neighbour was had was bitten, and his rash turned into something rather nasty, and he had to have a day off from the show that he was doing down in Portsmouth. Anyway, it was really unpleasant, and I had to move into a hotel for a night just to get some sleep, and anyway, I'm currently in a marvellous theatre digs owned by a lovely gay couple called Dave and Gerald. Hello, gentlemen, if you ever listen to this. Um, and I feel very at home, very comfortable, and and couldn't be happier there. And I'm falling in love with South Sea, which is just along the coast a bit. It's still part of Portsmouth, but it's a certain area of Portsmouth. And it's just really nice, and lots of lovely cafes, shops, and bars there. So I'm, uh, I'm enjoying that bit of it. So things are good. Anyway, I am waffling, so I'm going to hand you over to... Buttons himself, Lyle, and more to come in the next few weeks. Enjoy, Lyle. All right. So, Lyle, hello. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> I'm going to just pop this here. So now we're doing this on a day when we have a show, and we've been having lots of three show. We've got three show days to come. Yes, tomorrow, we do. And, uh, that's going to be a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. But um, first and foremost, before we waffle on about Panto. Uh, if you'd like to tell me your name, age, and where you're from. <laughs> My name's Lyle, I am 24, and I'm from Liverpool. Land of applause. <laughs> and you're laughing because you're like, why am I doing this? No, this no, I, that, that kind of, I kind of wanted to do like a Scylla Black moment. You know, it was in like, you know, like from Blind Date, but I can't do a Scylla Black very well. So. I bet you can, but um, I'm not going to force you to do any impersonations <laughs> of Scousers just because... Um, and for anyone who's listening outside of the UK, Liverpool is, I'm sure you know, uh, has the Beatles, and uh, that's their biggest export, but mm -hmm. Liverpool is on the north... Uh, west. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's never eaten shredded wheat. Yeah. <laughs> Northwest of England, <coughs> and it's above Manchester, 
and uh, and and it's t- uh, well any other tidbits for Liverpool oh um, if you were going to, if, to say to an American a Canadian or Australian to go and visit to Liverpool apart from the cavern where would they go what would be a good thing uh, to do well obviously Liverpool football club so you've got Anfield uh, we've yeah. got a, a divide in Liverpool between Liverpool versus Everton so that's a big thing in culture is that you either support Everton or Liverpool um, I support Liverpool, of course. Um, Do you? Okay. Yeah, my, my uncle's a very... He's, he lives in America now. He's from Liverpool, but lives in Boston. So he's a big advocate for this Liverpool Football Club. Um, other things... Hello, Boston, in case you're listening. Yes, hello, Boston. Um, I'm trying to think of other things. So we've, we've got... We've got oh, there's so much Liverpool culture, because also it's, it's very influenced by Ireland as well, because there's a... Obviously, it's a port city, so... Um, <clears throat> there were a lot of people like back in the day and probably still now that come from Ireland to Liverpool usually it would probably be coming through Liverpool to go somewhere else in England or something sure, like that sure yes of course but, um, and there's a lot of like Irish culture there as well in terms of um, we've got Irish bars I think a lot of the places have Irish bars as well but um, it's a big presence there yeah and, and I, th- I feel like in a way uh, this might sound really silly but yeah, a lot of people seem to think I'm Irish when they meet me for the first time really? because no, this sounds really silly but like Scouse accent, I think especially for people that live like down near London around right. there, and they're not uh, accustomed to Northern accents or you know like Scottish Ireland. Yeah, Because yeah. um, even a couple of, like like about a week ago when I was first meeting the parents um, for like for, for Panto, Panto, a lot of them were like uh, there were a couple of them were like, "Oh, are you from Scotland?" I was like, "No," and then they put a couple of them were like, "Are you no from way. Ireland?" And I was like, "No, so, I'm from Liverpool." <laughs> I'm sorry, but if you live in the UK, that's ridiculous. <laughs> no. There was a big soap opera in the 80s and 90s that was just... It was in Liverpool. Yeah. And not that that's the only reason you know an accent. It's a famous... Oh, my God, it's Scottish. No. Mm. Anyway, I'm sure you Americans can tell the difference between uh, a, a Scouse and, a, and an Irish Dublin <laughs> accent. Probably better than some of the people in Portsmouth. Yeah. Which is where we are today. Which is where we are right now. We're in a dressing room. And it's a little bit of a chaotic mess. Mm-hmm. Um, there's wigs and costumes everywhere. And... Um, we were just discussing whether it's haunted, but we're hoping oh, yeah. it's not. I'm really hoping it's not. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> we think it's quite a friendly place, or hopefully a friendly ghost. Yeah. Anyway, let's not talk about ghosts. So, uh, Lyle, tell us about your surname first, because that is also uh, an interesting... Because your history is yeah. French and... So, my full name is Lyle Delonde. So, Delonde is spelt with a small d, which is, is something that people don't often get, because mm. obviously that's like a French thing. Um, I just said it Des Landes <laughs> I'm ridiculously stupid. I've I've had so so many worse things. Like it's it's because obviously my name is spelled Lyle. I wouldn't say is a very common name in England, but it's quite oh. an American name, at least how I think. Different spelling though. Yes, completely different spelling. But that's because um, my mum uh, wanted me. She said she said this um, that she wanted me to have a name that looked, you know, like completely French and it was very exotic and very right. like you know it flowed really well. Um, she, my mum speaks, uh, maybe not so much now, but fluent Spanish and French. And so uh, I was either going to be Lyle or I was going to be Javier. But being from Liverpool, um, <laughs> she was like, I wasn't going to call you that because you'd get Javier all the time. Yeah. So, so that, that was, so I ended up yeah. with Lyle. And then, um, so yeah, my last name is, is Delonde. Um, it's my dad's side of the family's French from way, way back. I don't think I know any don't know sort relatives. of link okay. like that but um my mum's side of the family is italian so if i wasn't delonde i would have been farino which is very like mob boss yeah which is, which is really cool it's but either I'm... a mob boss or a dj in new york yeah yeah but um uh-huh. so I, I don't really know uh, my family uh, my uh mum's side of the family do have closer roots in terms of italy and everything like that so i've got a lot of um cousins that i, I don't i don't have really... you ever been back to like to visit anyone no um, I think my mum and grandma went um, a couple of years ago but that was more of like a pilgrimage in terms of religious things because when my granddad passed away that was like an important thing for my mum and my grandma Mm -hmm. was just to because obviously Italy is quite a religious country anyway but like um, my family uh, I'd say more my mum's side of the family obviously Italian roots and also my, my grandma's side my grandma um, is like has Cuban roots and there's there's just lots lots and lots and lots of um yeah lots of things going on there but um my so were you brought up in a 
were you, you brought up as a Catholic or? Yes. Okay. Um, I would say that was like, I'm, it was kind of to my detriment in a uh-huh. way. Why? Uh, because why, why? Um, I grew up in a environment that was very like, we, we talked about God all the time. We had crucifixes on the walls. I went right. to a Catholic school. Um, I didn't particularly have a great time at school. Uh, my, my primary school was a Catholic school. Yeah. Um, and as a kid, um, I was shouted at and told off on multiple occasions by teachers because of my effeminate behaviour. Oh, really? And um, I don't know if you're going to ask me about this later, but I... Well, no, I, carry on. Um, go on, because we can... When I was a kid, um, I, I, I knew I was gay from... Like, yeah, so what's the word go? Kid, yeah. The word go, really, because when I was a child, specifically in nursery school, um, I I used to dress up in friggin' amazing, like, Snow White's gorgeous ball mm-hmm. gowns, do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the full, like, everything. I loved it. I loved getting dressed up in dresses, yeah. which I was I was a bit, like, as in, I learned, I, I learned, as in, to be ashamed of that from other people's reactions to it, which kind of, like, dimmed my light, and that was also because of the teaching in school and how sure. that was. That wasn't... Like, Especially in a Catholic school, yeah, that must have been. Re- yeah, I can imagine. And then uh, one specific oh, thing that, that really like echoes in my head is when I was a kid. Um, one day, the the kids were like, "Oh, let's play kiss chase," and no one decided to explain the rules to me. So I was like, "Oh yeah, let's play kiss chase." So my automatic reaction was, "I I think this boy is attractive. I'm gonna go chase him, give him a kiss." Um, to which. Uh, he ran to the teacher and was like, I can't believe this has just happened to me. This, this is when I was, like, very young. So how like, old were you then? I was probably, like, six, seven. So, like, I, I wasn't, right. I wasn't like, a, I wasn't like a, a fetus, but I wasn't, like, it's developed yeah. properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I got pulled aside by a teacher, and she was pretty pretty much, like, the... the what the, the subtext of what she was saying was pretty much that uh, if I was to tell your mother, she'd be completely ashamed of what you oh, just done. No. Uh, that is very like unchristian of you yeah. to behave in that way. Oh God! At six years old. Yeah, and that kind of um, that was kind of one of the many battles that I had going on in my head as a kid, mm-hmm. which kind of like informed basically my so, whole teenage years and everything. So that moment, I feel I don't. I mean, I've only known you a little bit of time, but. Did you, how did you, re- I feel like you might have kicked back against it straight away sort of thing. Um, I don't know, kid, I'm making guess. No, 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 like as a kid, I was very, um, and I, I still think I am, I'm quite headstrong and I know yeah. what I want and I know what, what I believe in and if I don't, yeah. if someone disagrees with me, like I, I allow other people to have opinions but I'm always yeah. going to speak up and I think I think that's that's um, a good quality to have. Absolutely. But in that time, that kind of shrank me a lot because um when i was a kid i found a passion for dance and performing and singing and acting and with was that as a i mean do you think that was encouraged by your i need to find a thing that's mine and i can own a bit i think so i think i think so yeah because as i, a I as a child like the only things that i could think of when i was really really young that were important to me really were watching disney films mm. and playing video games and i didn't really and i don't really think that while video games are, are something that i still participate in frequently because they're they're good for like um winding down yeah. and de-stressing and distracting yourself from mm-hmm. problems i didn't really have anywhere to put my energy until uh, one year at the, at the end of year show they decided to do an abba medley and i was put front and center because i gave it all the beans and did like yeah. you know it was like all these moves and everything like that and then there just so happened that a woman in the audience who had a kid at the same school as me owned a dance school and was like came to my mum and was like do you think Lyle would like to come to dance classes and then I was like hell yeah but then like I was so excited and I loved to dance as a kid but so this was like eight nine yeah eight nine ten around Uh there uh, just before I went to secondary school and that was where I really found an anchor for myself yeah I feel like I really found that that dancing and going to classes like four or five times a week, doing multiple classes every single night, going and competing in competitions. And I felt I had an anchor and I feel like that was when I started to grow my confidence. But yeah. at the same time, 
you're not always in dance classes and you go to school and people find out that you do ballet at the weekends and mm. you do tap dancing mm. and all this stuff and then that's when I pretty much had a target painted on my back sure and it became um I will to be honest, like if I'm going to be frank I didn't really have friends in primary school anyway mm -hmm. um I was very effeminate and I I my friends as a, per se were the girls in primary school and obviously as boys are taught that boys have to be boys and all that rubbish that comes yeah. along with that and um i was i was bullied by the boys mm -hmm. for being feminine and then there was a strong sense with the girls that they didn't really want me to be around really so, okay yeah and i'm i'm not sure whether or not that was because i was a a target for bullying and they didn't want that Attached in there yes yeah. but there were there, there were multiple instances where when i was a kid like they because i was a boy i couldn't go in the girls toilets so sometimes mm. the girls would run off and go and hide in the girls toilets just so that i wouldn't have to be around um and sometimes um well multiple times really they'd go there was this game that they played where they'd go into the toilets and they'd come out and they'd be their twin and because because they, they didn't have twins, but they, they they were all of a sudden like, oh no, I'm not. Whatever oh, my God. name is, I'm their twin. And oh, I'm, no. I'm sorry, oh, we don't God, know. God, that's so dark. We don't know who you are, so um, we can't play with you. Oh, and that kind of stuff. That's so evil. Yeah. So, Oof. well, that's just what that's what like kids are like. Yes, it so is. So I kind of grew up. Yeah. In primary school, finding something that I really really cared about. But also being told consistently that it was wrong and that mm. I shouldn't pursue that. Mm. And then before I got to secondary school, like I, 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 I give props to Young Wild because he was friggin' like he, he really was like headstrong. He knew. He even though maybe I might not have admitted it to myself then, I think he knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. And when it came to picking my secondary school, I was like, well, I don't want to be with any of these people anymore. So I was like, Mom, I'm going to a completely different school. I'm gonna uh, start all over again. I'm not. And I, I went by myself to a completely different school than anybody else wow. in my... that's quite a brave... That even I, I don't understand, as in, like, Lyle now. Like, I, I proper give props to myself because Absolutely. I don't know how, how I had the balls to do that's, something like that. That's incredible, and, and But then at the same time, as getting a completely fresh start, I also quit dancing. The thing that, that oh, gave, gave me the, the fire and the joy and the happiness because I got to a stage where I was like I can't take this anymore mm. I need to find a way to be palatable by my classmates yeah and people and if dancing is an issue then it's got to go because mm. I can't deal with this anymore I can't deal with being singled out and being told that my feminine qualities and and my exp the way that I express myself is not becoming of a boy mm -hmm. so Especially as you hit teenage years. Mm -hmm. And I, I threw it yeah. out, and I, I completely regret that now. But at the time, that was... I just needed to, like, a, a new coat of paint, and then yeah. to start all over again. So how long out uh, how long out of performing, how, from that moment to, to when did you kind of come back to it again? Um, <clears throat> I, think, uh, I think I quit um, at the age of, like, 11. Like, as in probably, like, the summer before I went to secondary school. Right. And then I picked it up again when I was 17, when I started doing, because uh, I, not an academic, I'm not an academic well, at neither, all. Neither, no, no, but, um, really So I, the school that I went to, um, they had very high standards of academic uh, achievement uh -huh. for the sixth form college, which is like a little tack on yeah. for like for people in America or whatever. Like yeah. It's like a tack on the end of like um, secondary school, yeah. which you do two years and you do um, your A-levels and then you potentially go on to university and stuff like that. But I wasn't, I didn't achieve the grades that I needed. Yeah. So there was basically like a scramble of, oh my God, I need to, like, I don't, I, I can't just be, I can't just not be in education anymore. Like I need to find something to do. And I didn't know what I wanted to do with myself anymore. So I went, uh, I went, found a sixth form college to go to and they were like, so what are your interests and hobbies? And I slowly started to open up to theatrical side of myself again mm -hmm. because for a lot a lot of time between like the ages of 11 and 17 I 
switched off to it. I didn't want anything to do with it. I kind of learned to hate the thing that I loved because, but it, it's like, it's like <clears throat> you growing up, you learn like in a way to like be palatable and, and, and learn I'm to. just doing a podcast. <clears throat> it's alright. Sorry, Dylan. Um, you, in a way, it's, it's like, it's like the whole talk of like internalized homophobia and stuff like that. You learn to assimilate and be what other people expect because you want to be happy and you want to be just an, another person. Yeah. And I learned, and, and my, probably the regret that grew inside me for quitting dancing yeah. taught me to hate it because I didn't want anything to do with it anymore. It was, there was a full stop. I'm not that person anymore. I don't want to be viewed as that person anymore. So that's the end. But, um, yeah, at the age of 17, I, um, started going to college and they were like, oh, you, you sing, you dance, you act. Have you thought about doing musical theater? Maybe like a B-Tech, just have like, give that a go. Cause I was, I was doing English as well at the time. Yeah. English language and literature. And, and I was like, on then let's let's just give it a go yeah. and then that's where like the seed planted again and i was like i enjoy this more than mm, basically anything i i can do with my time but you've missed it yeah that much. and then i realized that i i wanted to take it seriously sure. Um, just ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know at this point that um prince charming and cinderella have just walked in <laughs> they've been doing a public appearance um, which we'll hear about because we're going to chat to them tomorrow or the ne next day so we, we can talk about that later so you may hear some rustling and <laughs> sighing because um, <laughs> they've had to do extra and not got paid any extra but anyway <laughs> we'll discuss that with them later <laughs> um, so anyway we'll carry on and they can listen in and do what they like around us so um, so yeah so god let's jump on a little bit so I'll come back to tie up with you know yeah. your performance stuff and how you went to college and, yeah but now for a bit of just change of tone for a moment let's mm. talk about your first celebrity crush oh right so first celebrity male crush. or female I mean you know depending mm. on whatever age it was right, so but. I would say right that oh my god there's a couple actually that are in my head right now I remember as a child um, I kind of fancied Peter Pan and Prince Philip from Sleeping Beauty, like as in the, the cartoons. So they were like they were like my favorite Disney films anyway. So yeah, but, right. So it's animation. Though. Yeah, but in terms of actually like a, a physical human being, yeah. um, there was a there was a presenter on um, CBBC yeah. uh, called Andrew, and I think I can't remember his last name, but he was in Doctor Who, um, and he played. He was in there was an episode of Doctor Who where um, oh. Uh, Andrew, I feel like Hayden. He, yes, Smith. Andrew Hayden Smith. He was my and he first. And he was in Torchwood as well. Yes, 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 he was. Yes, he's he a, was my first lefty crush. He's a friend of my or, friend David. Or or Zach from um, oh, what's it called? Saved by the Bell. Ah, he he's <laughs> just like the 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 stereotypical like you know, child. You're not crush, the only person. Like, that oh I've yeah, heard no, that that that's what that's what I mean. Years. Like he he is like, that's the brilliant. the poster child of of first gay crushes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So. On the theme, who was your first performing hero, whether it be actor, musician, um, uh, dancer, anything? And who was the first person you kind of went, ah, that makes me want to do this, like, 100%, um, watching from the sidelines? So, I've got a lot, and they're mainly female pop singers. Yeah, brilliant. I mean... I, I'm, like, heavily as a kid, I was... To I totally loved, like... Kylie Minogue, um, bit of Madonna, Gaga, of course, um, Annie Lennox. Annie um, Lennox. Uh, maybe, maybe not as in um, Annie, Len Annie, uh, Annie Lennox in terms of performance, because like I listened to her albums as a like, as a kid. That was like music that my parents presented to me, and I listened right. to. Um, I loved Freddie Mercury, like as well, because my oh, okay. dad, my dad was obsessed with Queen. Mm -hmm. um, so, like when I was a kid. Uh, funny story um my Go dad on. used to have um lots of tapes of like video uh, music videos and stuff like that and my favorite song as a kid was it's kind of magic and they, we've got a video at home uh -huh. of me sat in front of the tv in my nappy just bouncing away to it's kind of magic like loving it so um oh i'm trying to think of other people like um i think i, I think i'll just leave it at yeah that. no they, i think they're the good ones you've got freddie and yeah. kylie in there so that's a good yeah. start so um ticking all the boxes 
Um, have you ever seen any of those people in live? Oh, so my biggest regret, well, not my biggest regret, I'm being dramatic, but um, uh-huh. a huge regret is when I was in college, um, Kylie was on her um, Aphrodite yeah. Lay Folly tour, yeah. and I was so close to buying a ticket with my friend Jenny, and we turned it out, we ended, okay. we ended out not going. But I've seen that concert on, on TV when, yeah. it, when it was aired, and it was absolutely phenomenal. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't, I haven't actually seen. I, I on my bucket list is obviously to see Kylie, and I've kind of missed my opportunity this year because um, I was not exactly in a financial state to be able to afford a ticket to go and see Kylie in yeah. Liverpool because obviously she. I think I don't know. Is it still going the gold tour? Or is it? Just it is. Finished? I think it's about but, to finish. Um, just about to finish. But um, I really, really, really wanted to go and see Kylie. But she'll be back. I know this this album's kind of like a at least from one. Of, I can't remember what the song's called, but um, one of the songs is pretty much like a. I'll be back later, but I'm going to be gone for now. Yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Vibe from the song, but um, uh, yeah, I, I, I well, that's the answer to be like to answer the question. No, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't seen any. What about Spice Girls? Aren't oh, you, didn't you book? Did you, I, 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 heard, I feel mother, like you did. My mother has bought got, me tickets to go, go and see them. Which I feel like they were an important they, oh, part they were, of your... Sorry, yeah, of course. How did I forget? How did I I mean, forget? that's what I was giving you the hint. Jerry Tell me who. Was and it was like, I knew it's my, the Spice Girls. Oh, Jerry Halliwell. Oh, my God. The Spice <laughs> Girls just in general. I completely... I don't know how that, that slipped my mind. I mean, probably just It was probably just because I was on the spot. But, like, um, yeah. the Spice Girls were an awe. Still a huge deal to uh-huh. me. Absolutely huge deal to me. Um... I absolutely adore them. Jerry was my favourite, as you, you can probably yes. tell by the fact that I was like screaming her name a second ago. But um, she was. I feel like Jerry was like a uh, an idealised, actualised vision of what I wanted to be as a human being. Right. Okay. Not not necessarily not as in like physical. not physically, but like her from watching like the film, watching interviews, watching yeah. everything. She was like a no apologies given. I'm going to say what I want to say, no filter. And it was, it was yeah. anything, anything she yeah. said was just yeah. like, there, there, I've said it, like it, it's happened, like it, like as in, you know, being a bit cheeky and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And she just like, it, it was like a, an, an idol that, well, I her energy, that I could have been like. Yeah, I totally that. get her energy and I, that she was actually the one, that, I mean, yeah, they all had, Mel C's a great singer, but Jerry was the one that was, interesting yes. and 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 outspoken in a different way to mel b and yeah and but like you say but kind of did her own thing and when she went and did her own solo stuff you're like actually yeah. this is interesting too so yeah lots i think of i think all the, all the spice girls had that energy as well but for me i think it was just because as well like looking back at my age now and watching things about the spice girls and mm. relearning it again mm-hmm. like obviously she was she wasn't like controversial but she was the one that was in the tabloids all the time and whatever but i think it was just that energy of like really just being herself and allowing yeah. allowing it to sit and if you didn't like it then oh well and if the if the tabloids yeah. are gonna if the tabloids are gonna spin that into an article then okay because i i'm just being genuine yeah and it's, yeah, it, yeah no sh- you're completely completely I, I i'm so glad we got to this because it would have been you would have been disappointed in yourself if you listened yes to that. and then gone, and they had how did, did i, I talk about miss the, girls? the heroes yeah um so yeah um and who would you say would be your if you can think of someone who was your first LGBTQ hero person? You kind of went, ah, that tick, they, 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 I get them. They're someone I can aspire to be, or they inspire me. Who would that be? Well, I'm gonna say, I as a kid, I didn't really know that Freddie Mercury was mm. a homosexual. Well, yeah, well, um, you know, you... I didn't, I didn't know that. Knowing that now, I could say him. But yeah. for me, at the time, it wasn't actually that long ago. I'd say it's like probably less than 10 years ago mm. for me someone that I when I was actually like letting the subconscious come like the suppression of being gay and then letting it come back out again and realising myself was Adam Lambert who right. is a phenomenal talent has an incredible voice someone mm-hmm. I, I aspire to be like uh, just because he it was I think oh God, I forgot what his album was called um, Trespassing it was the one before that I think the very first one it's uh, on the tip yeah, of my yeah, tongue yeah. Um, I can see the 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 album cover, and he's got like he's got like really like um like neon hair Uh with like with like um a glam rock um eyeshadow. That album was more glam rock. Yes, and it had oh what's it called? I think it was called for your entertainment because that was the first single. That was the first single that came out. 
and he was a person that list I haven't really kept up as in like I have listened to Trespassing and I've listened to a, I love a that couple album. of his other stuff but like I wouldn't say I'm hugely versed in Anamanda mm. anymore but at that point in my life it was like he caught me his music was interesting enough and completely different to the male standard of pop singing and like he yeah he really like awakens like the the need to share my truth the way that he was in that album yeah if that makes uh-huh. sense it does like, make sense and and my uh, it awakened my ability to want to stand up and be like well i'm gay and i want like i'm gay hear me roll yeah. in a way do you know what i mean like this is what well, I, want. I mean amazing that his his um his journey through and i hate using the word journey but through the whole um american idol mm. and then them the, the, that it was american idol who were the people suppressing he wasn't trying to hide the fact he was yeah. gay it was psycho or whoever it is yeah that were kind of trying to keep it on the down low because it wasn't as good a story even actually it's a better story yeah to have him be out but um i saw him in concert last year and i'd love to he was great he's great i have yeah 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 big big fan yeah. so good good choice mm-hmm. um um, so yeah, just briefly, because let's jump back. So you left school. That's yeah. where I want to get back to. Um, and then you studied at where in Liverpool? Uh, so I went to Liverpool Theatre School. It yes. is uh, the so in Liverpool you can there are a lot of different options. There's lots of different like um, uh, I'm, I'm I'm not sure how to classify them in terms of like because I, I went to I went on a vocational course mm-hmm. which was uh, like it was a. Uh, musical theatre course for people who want to be performers because mm-hmm. there's also there's lots of other options like to learn to teach to learn to specialise sure. in certain things and and all that but I went to so I'd say in in my head at least I hope if anyone from Liverpool is listening to this they don't they're not offended by what I say but so you can either go to Lipper mm. which is the big humongous one which and listeners will remember that there was a previous guest called Kieran who has been on a couple of times and he was a Lipper boy so yes, yeah, so this is from the other side now. Yeah, so then I went to Liverpool Theatre School, which is, um, at least in my mind, I'd say that uh, Lipper is, is the one that a lot of people gravitate to and want to go to, which is, is great because it is a great school. Mm-hmm. Um, but Liverpool Theatre School is just that, obviously I've been to it, so I'm a little bit biased, but I think that's one of the, it, well, it's one of the only schools in the whole of uh, England which are actually accredited and they, they have like... Uh, Dardos, which is Johnson Drama Awards, which are like, do you know what I mean? Like it's it's a it is a big, it it's a good school, mm-hmm. but not many people know about it, and it's not necessarily um, funded the same way that Lipper is, because mm-hmm. obviously Lipper has so many links, celebrities, and so many yeah. um, great um, patrons yeah. and matrons yeah. and all that. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Uh, LTS doesn't really get the funding that it should, because mm-hmm. it's a friggin' fab school. Like mm. I it. It was, it was obviously drama school is a tough time anyway, but it was a very tough time to get through. But I appreciate everything that it gave me. Yeah. And it really taught me to be a professional. Like it yeah. picked me up at that time. Like, because obviously there's the other debate of it. You don't necessarily need to go to drama school either, but no. I needed it. Yeah. I definitely some people, needed it. Yeah, it picked me up, shook mm-hmm. me up and was like, if you want, really want this, you're going to have to work for mm-hmm. it. And it taught me to be a professional, taught me all the skills that I needed do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it was it was. I mean, you're you're you are that. I think you've got such a good. You do have such a your your level of professionalism. At all times, and you work super hard, um, and I think that is just going to stand you in good stead for the yeah. rest of your career. I hope so. I really. I mean, it really. I mean, it's amazing how, you know, you're well. You'll hear it as you, <laughs> as you get older. But people will say, it's half the game if you're a nightmare yeah or if you just even if it's just you're not really pulling your weight mm. there's too many people competing for the same job completely in the that's, end that's one thing that the, the teachers as in they are there completely to support you but sorry they, i sound like as patronizing oh no, no, no don't worry don't worry <laughs> but like the teachers are there to support you but also they're there to remind you that if you are not on your a game there are thousands of other people that can do the exact same thing as you but they will have an edge and that could just be that could just be professionalism it could just be turning up on time it could just be that they they happen to be able to pick up lines faster than other people do you know what i mean like there's always going to be people that are better than you but you need to create and carve yourself into a professional being that that Mm -hmm. people want to work with and that's what i took away absolutely i think you were saying the other day weren't you that even just at audition level that there are people that will walk into an audition and they may be the best 
they can be the best person, but they're over overconfident and they're mm. ruling. They're they're overbearing, and you can't hear anyone else speak because they are just yes. drawing all the focus onto them, even before they've got into the room. Yes, and that can people can pick up on that even before they get into the audition room that that's been going on. And so, and I think know. I think that's that's the kind of thing that um, is kind of the the I wouldn't say make or break in the industry, but the people that have the longest careers are the people that have. The talent and the professionalism because I I I, uh, I know a lot of people and I've seen a lot of people that are infinitely talented but they can't see past their own talent mm. if that makes sense mm-hmm. absolutely they because uh, the way that I look at it and this this isn't meant to sound like I'm degrading myself but at the end of the day we the actors dancers singers on stage are an instrument in a orchestra if that makes sense yeah. we are another part of the, the yes. well-oiled machine absolutely and some people some people don't want to be an instrument they want to i don't know, like, I don't know how to describe it like be the instrument be the, be well, the no, they want, they be want the, to be the whole orchestra yes yeah there we go they want to be um, the whole orchestra yeah. and that's never and it's that, not possible mm, and yeah. and nobody wants to go to see an orchestra and just have the flute mm-hmm overbearing everything else called look at us with flutes and orchestras <laughs> bloody hell right okay i'm gonna move you on. i'm gonna move you on um so dream role in musical plays anything oh right so the one which echoes through the ages that i've always and always will want to play mm. is angel and rent is my oh. absolute most top priority number one have oh. to be angel in a professional production somehow somewhere someday anybody who's listening who may be in the <laughs> world may be casting around at any point even if you're listening to this a year down the line you can find lyle's details at spotlight but no seriously i you, i of anybody i could ever think of that i've encountered apart from the people who've already played it you are <laughs> so made for it well it's just because that's that's another rent is another like um example of finding something at the right time mm-hmm. and really understanding and it, it, it's as in something. not necessarily the whole like like the the having because I, I i'm not hiv yeah. positive but i'm not i'm not from america and i haven't been no homeless but... or anything like that but understanding the relationships and the turmoil that the characters go through and and it's getting their that. soul yes understanding the soul of the person and and really like being able to look at that and be like i i can relate to this and i i can play that and i can be a part of that and and it's not necessarily my story but it is my story as well yeah. because it's the story of the homosexuals who came before me mm-hmm. and and the want to tell that story and the 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 positive reflection it has on the the community that that was being uh ostracized and 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 mm. basically left to die in america mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while this aids epidemic was going on and it means a lot it mm. means a lot to me um rent has been a major major part of my life um i won't well, well i'll talk to you about it later yeah. but um yeah listeners will know that for various different reasons i had friendships that have been lasted 25 years or however long probably probably 25 years when it first came out my god anyway yeah so rent touches lots and i know some people go oh it's a bit oh it's a bit old it's a bit passe and uh, i don't want to hear seasons of love ever again Mm. but actually there's still so much that because that's the thing it's like it's only old to the people that have already We've been seen through it, it done do you know it, what yeah. I mean? But it's like that story will always be new to the the late the the, the next generation mm-hmm. that that will still have to deal with the same stuff that 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 show is talking about because yeah. it, like it we obviously have taken steps forward, but that doesn't mm. mean that the the fight and the 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 segregation and the discrimination is over, and that's always it's always going to resonate. And also, it, and when it stops resonating, it's still going to be a reflection of this is what we had to go it's through. It's also to part get. of history. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah. so i don't think it's ever going to become no. irrelevant but um well no I, I mean totally anyway cast him somebody cast <laughs> him. please cast him um so that's dream role um so so in cinderella 
So people around the world, you all know the story of Cinderella, but the, the, the British panto version has a character um, who is the... He's really the hero of the piece, mm. more than the prince. So explain how you see his character. The character is called Buttons, and that's what Lyle is playing. Explain to to our audience what but who and what Buttons is in your eyes. So technically, as in talking technically first, in terms of like access, Panto is a completely different kettle of fish from basically. It's like a mix of like stand up comedy and and a musical in a way mm -hmm. but technically buttons is a really important character in terms of he is the he's like the access to the theater like the show to the mm -hmm. audience because he's the character that kind of bridges that gap first because obviously other characters will also have their moment but he bring he's like the one that brings the audience in and goes you are welcome to be a part of this world and you can join in in a way you can be the other character which isn't on stage but you can have a voice and you can join mm. in and you can have fun and like he kind of like sets up that world as um he's the entry point to the the show he's the man of the people yes sort of but as a character um buttons is i'd say kind of like the heart of the show mm -hmm. because he's very relatable in terms of his story arc about unrequited love um yeah he's very so yeah so he's also he's in love with cinderella yes, just in case yes. so, spoilers <laughs> so he's in love with cinderella uh, but he is never well what, what i think is the saddest part about about the whole cinderella and buttons thing is that the that cinderella never he doesn't even like register on the radar in the first place of being lovable by cinderella which i think is really really sad yeah because no, he it, really cares he really does care about her and she's, she's just looking for the shiny pretty boy yeah not that you're not but, a shiny no, pretty boy <laughs> but buttons is but, not portrayed but, that way but that's the that's that's the panto panto story is yeah. very simple just because then then you, they that's makes it more accessible yeah. for everyone because also panto for me so going off topic just yeah really, it's just also um it's the first access that a lot of people ever get to theatre. Oh, yeah. And I think it's vast, yeah. vastly important. Super important. Especially in England. Because, for me, the first show I ever went to go and see was Aladdin, which was a pantomime. Um, I got picked to go on stage, and I got <laughs> I got the microphone, and I got to be like, oh, my name's Lyle, I'm seven years old, I'm from the Wirral. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? It was like, that was, that was, it was the magic in the, yeah. the, uh, the, fire and love of theatre which came from a pantomime yeah like that's my first experience watching a show and it is that first link to thousands maybe millions of children Absolutely. across england and i think it's a shame that other countries don't join in the custom of panto yeah. so much because it is it's like it is it's literally easy access to theatre mm -hmm. for so many kids and and adults as well because i think it's it's a it's a different way of theatre because it does tell a story and it does have a purpose, it does have a narrative, but it's less it's less uh serious, so it's less I don't know what the word like not threatening, but it's less uh what's the word? It begins with a P. Pretentious right. for yes. for and it, so it's less threatening to some people who don't want to be a part of and, and of the of watching theatre and taking it in yeah well th then they get that entry point as you say and then, then maybe they'll they'll not feel so awkward about mm. going you know as they get older and yeah. discovering discovering theatre yeah. on their own <laughs> yeah but um no brilliant um so uh, what is for you what is the we're just doing a recording dear it's just the other ugly the other ugly she's uh, she's, she's the, the ugly's here and she's we'll speak to you later dear off you go dear <laughs> go and sweep the Going to the stage. <laughs> um, but yes, um, so your year ahead, what would you like to see happen for your year um, ahead? My year ahead, so I, uh, one of my goals, I turned 25 on the, oh the 2nd of February, which <laughs> is uh, a month after we finished this. Yes. So one of my, I, I like to, thank you to my sister, my big sister Erin, I just have to say really quickly because mm. she is, uh, Oh, thank you to my whole family. I love you all. If you're listening to this, but specifically my sister Erin, because she gave me a nugget of of like of guidance that I have 
held on to and I still hold a couple of years ago because once on. you've left drama school, um, basically you are left to the wolves and you're like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? And she basically just said to me, where do you want to be, Lyle? And I was like, well, I want to be on a UK tour. I want to be in the West End. I want to create something. And she was like, but that's a massive goal. So how are we going to get there? And she was like, you need to make little incremental mm-hmm. goals mm-hmm. each year because if you start climbing that ladder, that big goal is going to happen eventually. But you yeah. need to start. The, you need to stop. You need to go down the yellow brick road first. You know what I mean? Before you can get to the Emerald City. So like, <laughs> I yeah. love that you got that in there. <laughs> this but, podcast um, is gay. gay this podcast is gay. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, that was. Now, that, and she gave me that piece of information. So yeah. every year for the past since I graduated two years ago, I've given myself goals. And they've mainly been theatrical goals, but this year I want to move out. Yes. I want to be financially stable enough to be able to pay my own rent mm-hmm. and live, uh, which isn't particularly a difficult goal, but it, it is when you're trying to be an actor and there's, that's the whole different conversation. It's all but, balance, um, yeah. yeah. In terms yeah. of that, um, I have just signed with an, with an agent right. for the first time, which is exciting. I really want to get my foot in the door and get seen by some really important people yes like important companies important casting directors i, I want to be seen yes. this year because i've been grafting since i graduated but i really want to take a bigger step up now i'm mm-hmm. ready for that mm-hmm. um i'm hoping that potentially i could get a nice cruise contract hopefully sure. for this year because that that is a that'll be a, a huge well of knowledge for me to take on having to work for six to eight months on a ship performing every single day and it pays well as well which is which is a, a plus some sunshine hopefully yes. along the way um and maybe uh an audition for a show but we're not going to say it yeah just, but, in, case. Yeah, just in case but uh <laughs> but yeah who knows yeah that's like... we'll 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 if that happens then we'll come back and yeah. talk to you after that <laughs> yeah. has happened you can come back and chat um okay just a couple of final fun things so uh, without thinking about it too much, your favourite album, go. Oh, uh, favourite album, I'm going to say, off the top of my head, is Panic at the Disco, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. Ooh. Uh, which is, have you heard that album? Uh, bits of, but it not completely. fabulous. Um, Brendan singles. Yori, who is the lead singer of Panic at the Disco. I could be wrong, I'm pretty sure he's a bisexual male. I think you're he right. He is friggin' phenomenal. He is, oh, he's another Adam Lambert for me as well. And isn't he's, he doing something on Broadway? He, I think he just finished doing Kinky Boots on Did Broadway. Did he do Kinky Boots? That was it, I knew there was yeah. something. He's, okay. that, that album is incredible. I've got many other ones, but like I'd have to think about it. Shout one. outs to Kylie, shout outs to Madonna, shout out to <laughs> Gaga, shout out to Robin, uh, shout out to Aliette, shout out to Maria and the Diamonds. I could keep going, but but that's the one you chose. Okay, yeah. so favorite film, go. Oh, Pan's Labyrinth by uh, Guillermo del Toro. Yes, it like it, it friggin' fa- fascinating story, yeah. uh, and I relate to it a lot. Yeah, because as a child, I spent a lot of time playing games, fairy tales, all that, and I found it very difficult to transition from being a kid who believed in fairy uh-huh, tales uh-huh. and a- another place to actually having to deal with reality. Yeah. And that's what the whole story of Pan's favorite Labyrinth TV show. Oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. That that I like that. No explanation I'm sorry. needed. Completely. Of course. Favorite queen, go. Uh, Jinx Monsoon. There we go. Followed, I agree. Followed by probably. Uh, Ben de la Creme, uh, Charlie Hyde, um, Tempest. Lots, Tempest Azure, lots and lots and lots and lots. Favourite word? Oh, moist. <laughs> <laughs> Least favourite word? Oh, oh, right. I, I don't want to say this one, but feet. I hate that word. <laughs> feet? I, yeah, I just hate gross words. I hate the word <laughs> smell. I hate the word stink. I hate the word hairy. I hate the word just lots of gross words. Prince but... Charming is in the corner. I'm incapitally laughing away to, to, to this, the, the word feet. feet. Um, so... Um, what sound do you love? Oh, what sound do I yes. love? Don't think about it too much. Um, I on... go for like, I mean, my favourite sound is rain on a roof. No, gentle. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stealing that answer. Rain is is is, is it. It's yeah. the one I listen to it when I go to sleep every night. It's Because it, well, <laughs> it's yeah. always raining in Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. And then your least favourite sound? Oh, um... I'm gonna say no. Oh, someone saying saying the word no. Yeah. Yes. 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 No. (laughs) Okay, I'll allow that. All right, Um, because you've thrown me. Um, What other profession, if you weren't being a performer, would you envisage yourself doing? Uh, So this is easy for me. I think I could potentially be, um, maybe not 
academically, but like some sort of politician, some sort of person who stands up and speaks for. Ah. Uh, there was a while where I I started looking up uh, the Stonewall Foundation um, in London because I was looking at potentially doing a course with them because I, d- oh, I did wow. this was before this was when I was this was when I was like probably like eighteen nineteen yeah before I went to drama school I. I think I have a lot to say, and I mean it. Yes. If that makes sense, and it I'm does. passionate about it. No, it, it does, and you're passionate, yeah. And um, that can be channeled. That is channeled into the theatre, but it's also channeled into having an opinion on, on politics and having an opinion um, on uh, human rights. Yeah. And, do you know what I mean? Like just. No, I, absolutely. I think that, that's, and I also, I think that's very tied into theatrics anyway. Doesn't because mean I think you can't also. Oh, tie it in with life course. later down the line. Of course. Well, that's that's like uh, Glenda Jackson, who's from where I'm from, mm-hmm. was an actress before she was a politician. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I also think that theatre is very political anyway. Oh, like, well, we wouldn't, sometimes, we, we, it, sometimes it needs to be. And yeah, and I think that be. like even Rent, like we wouldn't be where we are right now, maybe, if we didn't have something like Rent. No, it certainly helps them along. Okay, and then, if, and now, let's not say it's heaven, or God, or Buddha, but you are entering into the next place, and the person who runs the next place, call him God, call it Kylie, whoever it is that greets you at those gates, what would you like them to say to you as you passed through? Um, the time has come. Right, <laughs> for you to listen <laughs> for your life. Um, without, I'm probably going to be a bit too real here, but... Um, There's nothing wrong with you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Because I think fabulous. that's that's something that I'm still recovering from mm-hmm. from childhood. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like it's still well, as in it. I don't know. Like, that's just something that still bounces around in my head. Absolutely. It's, yeah. Lyle, you've been a joy, a pleasure. <laughs> And um, and we may get you back with some of the other team later, but thank you for now. Thank you for having me. It's, it's a, joy. a huge honour. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers. Say goodbye. 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 <laughs>